Hey there, and welcome to the podcast Tiling Connect, hosted by Mark Moskwa. This show is designed to connect people with the best information intended to strengthen the business of tiling. To keep up to date with all the episodes, don't forget to subscribe. Hey everybody, Mark here from Tiling Connect. Welcome to today's show. Um, I have the honour and privilege of speaking with Luke Chant from Hotwire. Luke is the founder and um, creator, I imagine, of um, uh, Underfloor Heating Brand, which has uh, taken the market by storm the last 20 years, I think, um, if I have my research correct. It could be longer, um, but I'm sure Luke will share a lot of that with us today. Um, Luke, welcome to the show. Thank you. So, Luke, uh, as it traditionally has, we'd like to handball it straight over to the guests. I, I don't like chewing up the airspace with my uh, my voice too much, but um, yeah. why don't you start by introducing yourself and telling us um, a lot about Hotwire and, and your business and, and your background? Sure. So, uh, yeah, Hotwire started nearly 20 years ago uh, in Australia. Um, it was actually founded by a couple other people, and I came on board after about six months. Uh, nice. And then bought into the uh, bought into the company, and then uh, and then after some time bought uh, bought the other two partners out. So it's been been my business now for uh, nearly eleven years. Wow, um, where you were sink or swim uh, by yourself. Uh, so uh, since that time, we've uh, well since the company started, really we've had some some really good long term relationships, and the company's grown. Uh, the company has grown really nicely, and the uh, and the product knowledge of the market. Um, has uh, has grown a lot too, which is uh, which is great. We uh, when we first started the company, when you talked about underfloor heating, people thought you were from Mars. Uh, yeah. They had no idea what what you were talking about. Um, but thanks to things like the block, which we've been a part of for for a long time, and uh, other TV shows, and just our, our general marketing, the uh, sort of product awareness is is a lot better than it used to be. Yeah. Wow. So. Underfloor heating, right? I mean, I've worked with it a little bit um, in some previous roles that I've held in other companies. Tell me a little bit more about it. What, like, when you say that it might have been a bit of a foreign concept some time ago, yep. how did it all happen in Australia for underfloor heating? What was the what's the history? Yeah, well, it's, underfloor heating is interesting. It actually, uh, yeah, there's there's evidence back as far as Roman times of underfloor heating. They used to heat water and pump it under their floors in a in a you know an ancient way of hydronic heating. That's, uh, yeah. that's another method of underfloor heating. So the concept goes back a, a really long time. Our um, our business was started when one of my previous partners was trying to find an underfloor heating product that he that he was happy with. He wanted to do a, his own bathroom renovation, and he was looking for a, an underfloor heating product that he was happy with, and he just simply couldn't find anything in Australia. So his logic yeah, was, right. well, if I couldn't, if I can't find it, then uh, then perhaps nobody can. And uh, he found Hotwire in New Zealand. Yep. Uh, and they'd been established for a little while already in New Zealand, and he thought, well, if if other people, if I couldn't find it, then perhaps other people can't. And so he, he made a relationship with with Hotwire in New Zealand, and then I said, after a few months, I came on board and and bought into the company, and um, and that was nearly twenty years ago. So, yeah, the mm. market's certainly grown grown a lot, but um, it's I guess because Australia isn't as cold as somewhere like New Zealand or like you know, Northern Europe, those sorts of places, the we really are still catching up a lot with some of the the more advanced uh, ways of, of heating our homes and, mm. and indeed insulating them too. We're just catching up on on these methods that other countries have been using for a long time. Yeah. Well, look, that's really interesting because I've done a lot of travel around the world and I know that in some countries, you know, underfloor heating and or heating systems isn't as common as they, they use gas or, or gas sort of heating in a lot of places. Is is that sort of a replace? Is underfloor heating a replacement of that or that do they work? together in in a in a in a market or 
There's actually a lot of different ways of heating your floor. In in Iceland, for example, there's so much thermal activity underground that all the underground water is hot. So oh, wow. all they need to do in Iceland to heat their home is simply pump up the water from under the ground. So although they live in a really cold place, it actually doesn't cost hardly anything to heat their houses because all they do is pump hot water through panels and through the slab. And uh, so there's some there's some useless trivia for you. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's a, there's lots of different ways to to even with even with our floor heating, there's lots of different ways to to do it. Um, yeah. You can do hydronic heating, which is uh, uh, hydronic uh, that's a word i was looking for before yeah water pipes that are run through the slab mm. uh, which is which is a good way of doing it if you're doing a really uh if you're doing a big area there's there's some significant setup costs just to get going with hydronic heating yeah and one of the advantages of our product is you can uh, get going with it um you know any a tiny little two square meter ensuite um whereas it just doesn't justify itself with some other methods like hydronic heating because you've got thousands of dollars in cost before you even start so mm. um, yeah that's one of the advantages of, of how we do it but um, yeah, there's, there's, as far as underfloor heating itself, uh, yeah, been around for thousands of years and, and there's a, a whole lot of different ways you can do it. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Luke, um, tell me, uh, you've been in, in the underfloor heating space for 20 years. Was yeah. there a Luke before underfloor heating? What was he doing? <laughs> like, how did you, how did you get into this game? Yeah, look, I actually had no trade background at all. Um, my my father's actually a, a minister and a teacher. Um, so uh, well, before previously being a minister, he was a high school teacher. So um, and didn't really have a very practical bone in his body. So there was no sort of an old man to teach me how to how to use tools and to and to build things. And um, and so I really got into a sales role. I was um, doing a variety of different sales roles and telecommunications and doing all sorts of different things. And um, but always wanted to do something for myself. And then, uh, yeah, nice. one of my one of my uh, mates had, had was involved in starting Hotwire, and I got chatting to him, and they were looking for someone to come in and do the sales and marketing of the of the business. Yeah. Uh, and so I I came in uh, not really knowing anything about the building industry twenty years ago. So I had I had a really steep learning curve to understand how the building industry operated and how to talk yeah. to tradies and uh, you know how to just how to operate in in this sphere. Um, so yeah, I had a I've always operated on the sort of jump in the deep end and and you know swim like crazy uh, kind yep. of mentality. So um, we were we were actually pregnant with our uh, with our fourth kid. Oh wow! Uh, when we when I jumped into hot wire and um, my wife and I sat down and we said, well, worst case scenario is it can, it goes pear shaped and we're, we're back to where we where we are now, which yeah. you know we can we can deal with that if that's the worst case. So we uh, <laughs> we kind of threw. You know, threw in the company car and the and this kind of cushy cushy sales job and for this business that was six months old and we didn't know if it existed if it would even exist in a, in another six months. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. I yeah. mean, it's it's a classic story of stepping completely outside of your comfort zone and and just going for it, right, going for broke. Um, I mean, it's as the to coin the phrase, you've you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Yeah. But, but one of my one of my major things in business is bite off more than you can chew and chew like hell. Yeah, uh, and so that's how I've, how I've often gone about things, and how we, and certainly how we did when we uh, when we started with hot wire as well. Yeah, wow, very cool. Thanks for sharing. So I imagine today hot wire is sort of one of the leaders in the market. Um, from from what I've seen, um, certainly you're partnered with some of the bigger players in the industry. Um, mm-hmm. and you mentioned the block before, which is great, excellent show. Um, we were talking about that um, pre-recording. And um, so how do you guys compare against, you know, a market that's probably full of underfloor heating and, and different types of systems now? What, what, what's, what differentiates your product from, from others? Yeah, look, there's certainly a lot of underfloor heating uh, companies in the, in the market nowadays. You can, 
you can jump on on Google and search and see some some pretty interesting products that people are just drop shipping from uh, from overseas <laughs> suppliers. Yeah, uh, we've been working with the same suppliers for a for a really long time, uh, uh, and th- there's a lot of um, when you're dealing with a product that's buried under your tiles, you've mm-hmm. got to make sure you get it right. Uh, and there's a lot of companies out there that are offering uh, products you've got no idea the longevity of, uh, no idea you know if it's actually going to last under your tiles for any any period of time. So we've got some some really big name uh, companies that back Hotwire. One of our our first customers that we that we ever won was actually Beaumont Tiles. Oh, cool. Um, and uh, we knew uh, Bob Beaumont uh, personally, sort of outside outside work, and and so we approached Bob with this product. And uh, and our our entire inventory was in like a tiny little garden shed, like it was we were the tiniest company. Mm. Um, and Bob said, "Yeah, this is great. We should put this through all our stores across Australia." And so nice. we went, uh, we went, "Sure, we can do that." And yep. then left the meeting. Like I said before, bite off more than you can chew. Went chew like hell. We left the meeting and we're like, well, "How the hell are we going to do that?" <laughs> uh, but we made it work. And uh, and it's a long way to answer your question. But Beaumonts have now been a customer for for nearly twenty years. So mm. if we didn't have a great product and we didn't have something that could be relied on, uh, companies like that are just not going to keep dealing with you. No, Absolutely. Thing. And since then, whether um, we're the only supplier of floor heating systems to to Bunnings. Um, the only the only product that they sell, uh, and you know, a lot of other places like that. So recently, been, recently been added to uh, to Mitre Ten Group as well, mm. uh, and a, a variety of other some of the some of Australia's biggest builders use Hotwire, and so there's a whole variety of of, of products that or different uh, brand names and builders that use us. Which is a long way to answer your question and say, well, uh, you know, those companies just wouldn't wouldn't deal with a, a product like ours if it wasn't if it wasn't good, and we couldn't we couldn't back it up. So mm. um, there's there's not a whole lot of really different ways you can do under floor heating. There's, um, there's yeah the the in slab style we talked about hydronic heating uh, a little bit before, but the actual technology of a of putting a heated element under your tiles is is there's kind of not a whole lot of different ways to do that. So yeah, uh, if you're choosing someone, do you want to be relying on someone who's just got a who's got good backup and support and some good brand names behind them? I think it's what you're really looking for. Yeah, fantastic. So um, your product, your specific product, I should say, um, it works in well with um, today's modern tiling contractor and, and I, I imagine it has done for the last 20 years. Is it, is it tilers that are typically putting in or installing the hot wire system? Yeah, look, to the letter of the law, legally you need to be uh, an electrician to install floor heating. Okay. What happens a lot of the time, I would estimate that probably only 50% of the products that we sell um, are installed by electricians. Mm. Uh, the, the product goes out the door. A, a tiler, a, a handyman, you know, anybody sort of puts it puts it in, and then the electrician connects it. Is what often happens. Um, which, as I said, it, it legally does need to be installed by an electrician. But I, I know that that's the way it's done in the market a lot of times. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it can be done. Um, well, it is done like that. As I said, legally, yeah. it shouldn't, legally it shouldn't be, but it, but it often is. Yeah, nice. The you been question or not? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, it does. Look, I'm, I think you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of sort of thinking about that myself now for a minute. Um, definitely. Uh, you know, look, I've had a variety of different guests on in the past, and we've talked about different building products. So I had uh, Tim Dawson on from Luxus Greats earlier yeah. on last year, and we were talking about the installation of great systems, and it, I think it's a very similar thing there, where um, in an ideal world. Great installation should happen by uh, a qualified plumber, but we know that the way the market works and the installation process and, and the flow of process 
you never, well, very rarely are you going to be able to get a plumber back after they've done their work. There's just, it's, it's, I suppose, cost prohibitive because they're just going to have to charge to come back to site a second time to install a grate, which can very easily just be popped in by a, a tiling, a professional tiling contractor. So, yep. and, and hence the reason for the question, right? Because it's, it's always excellent to understand the process around the installation of it. I've had a little bit of hands-on experience with um, a previous company that I've dealt with, and uh, I know that the the promotion around that particular product was educating tiling contractors to install the product. But I mean, I know that there is there was always an, a, a component of that installation that was had to be handled by an electrician because it was obviously wired in. So, but if yeah. it was just putting the product down, um, that was okay. But it was the electrical component was yeah given to a the the the, elect, the Sparky to take care of. Yeah, exactly. So. For me, um, whilst tilers really shouldn't install floor heating, they they often uh, do. Um, but the the big thing for me is that what I, what we often find is a a consumer will go back to a, a a retail outlet where they've purchased hot wire, and they'll they'll go in and they'll say, "Oh, the tiler said I can't use it with this tile or this glue or something," and, and try and return it. And and I, I there's a lot of I guess just misunderstanding still, even though we've been around for for twenty years about about underfloor heating uh, in the market, and mm. uh, there's a lot of, of tireless just simply not understanding that it it doesn't have any negative implications on their on their job. It, it's certainly not going to affect their tiles or their glues or their grouts or their waterproofing or or anything like that. So no, we uh, we work pretty closely with um, with Ardex, where the preferred supplier, uh, preferred floor heating company for um, for Ardex and also for RLA. Yeah, okay. Uh, so. Yeah, they they sort of back hot wire in and go, yeah, we're happy with this product. So as a as a tiler out there, you can be you can be confident that putting underfloor heating in is is not going to affect uh, not going to affect anything that's happening on your job. Everything's going to be fine. Excellent, yeah. good reassurance, mate. Great reassurance. Thank you. <laughs> what I like to tell look, there's a lot of questions. What I tell people is, if you've got a big bay window in your lounge room on a 40 degree summer's day, that floor is actually going to get hot, hotter than underfloor heating is even capable of making. Yeah. So if you can if you can put tiles and glues and grouts in next to a bay window and expect it to be all right on a summer's day, then it's perfectly okay with underfloor heating. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Luke, uh, love to get in and deep dive into a few more questions. Sure. Um, okay. I, I'm very interested. I ask this question a lot of many of the guests that jump on board, but I do get very interested in what um, gets people excited every day about what they do. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Um, with you yeah well i'm a very competitive person i I, i've played a a couple of different sports at a decent level and and i just love the uh, the challenge of 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 growing business um every day it's you know how can we how can we do that how can we how can we grow the business more but i i really believe that the the product we're selling offers a a great uh a a great uh product to to help you build a a really lovely home so our our motto too is um is you know we help people build homes they love to live in so Mm. In uh, in sales and marketing, that people talk about the elevator pitch, right? How if you get into a lift with someone, what do you? How can you explain what you do and the time it takes to get to the next floor? Yeah. Uh, and so and so I talk and my my response to people is we help people build we help people build homes that they love to live in. Yeah. Um, and we really do. It's it's a, a just a lovely touch of luxury that uh, is far much more affordable than people uh, think it is, mm-hmm. and it's just a really great product to to have in your home. So we we really. Um, 
I'm just genuinely excited about helping people build homes that are that are great. It just offers a real touch of luxury that most people don't realize they can afford. Uh, and it really is a um is yeah, just a lovely thing to have in your home. Yeah. Very cool, man. Yeah. I like so, it. Um yeah. it's yeah, that's a, it, it's poetically put. Uh, and um yeah, I agree <laughs> I agree with that hundred percent. You you have to love what you do and get excited about it. Get get excited about the components of what you do. Um yeah. I'm very much for me very similar. You know, I, I when I started this podcast, it was very much about a love for the industry and what I've been involved in um, since you know early 2000s. So, yeah, excellent, yeah. man. Yeah, my, look, my my son works in the business. He heads up the installation side of things, and um, and when we started this business, so he's 25. When we started it, he was like you know, six years old, seven years old. Wow. So his his entire life has been has been this company, and uh, and he I was actually talking to him about it the other day, and uh, and he said he feels like in some ways he has a greater emotional attachment to the business than I do because uh, it's been everything for him. He's, he doesn't remember anything pre-Hotwire, like uh, yeah. as they're doing six years old. So um, so it's great to be able to have him working the business and he's just one of a large team that we've got now. Um, but yeah, he runs the installation side and it's um, it's just great to to have have that sort of business that you can work with your family and, uh, and have them on board like that. Um, it's, uh, it's great. I love it. Excellent. That's great. Luke, I always like there's there's many questions I love asking in these episodes. This one yeah. is probably one of my favorites because right. I'm a big fan right. of learning from mistakes. Right, um, yeah, made plenty of them, made then. plenty of them in my life, um, <laughs> yeah. and and uh, love just hearing from other people about what are some of the biggest mistakes that they've made in their career that um, has helped them and shaped who they are today. Yeah, sure, okay. Um, look, I've I've shared this publicly in uh, in, in different forums. Um, uh, as I self talked before about uh, about a, a a presentation I did at a conference some um, before we started, and I guess for for me, um, my uh, my two previous business partners, uh, um, and I, again I've I've shared this, so it's not sort of uh, uh, not okay to share, not not sort of a secret or anything, yeah. but that they actually decided that um, that. Uh, they wanted to move me on from the business after I'd been involved for about a decade or so, and that it just wasn't it wasn't working. Mm. Uh, and there was some um, there was that they were both they were very honourable and upright in in how they went about it. Um, it was just a decision they didn't think we were working as a as a team, um, and they decided the best solution for that was to for them to continue with the business without me uh, without me in it. Um, which I obviously didn't agree with, uh, but uh, again, they were very honourable and upright in the way they went about it. So I, I don't, uh, you know, think ill of them because of that. No. Uh, it was it was just a business a business decision. Um, but through that uh, through that period of time, as you can imagine, that was quite difficult. I'd given a fair chunk of my life to it at that point in time, and uh, and I'd, I I didn't handle that um, well on a on a personal level. I'm, I'm a fairly confident person generally, but in that time, I I really just didn't back myself in uh, to to get through that. Mm. Um, we, my wife and I, were were renovating a home at the time, and we um, we were sort of halfway through renovating. Uh, we were we were about to really be be pretty close to the to the edge when uh, uh, they my previous partners had agreed to pay me for a period of time, and during that time, I was looking for other opportunities, other businesses, other employment. And just nothing was was happening for me, and I, I really, um, I, I guess I, I dropped my bundle a bit, and uh, that certainly didn't help my wife, and it didn't help my family, uh, and I, I didn't cope with that period of time um, very well. And I, I wish I'd just been more confident to to back myself in and go, you can, 
you know, there, there'll be a solution here. You don't need to sort of fall in a hole. And um, and I, I, you know, for a period of time, you know, I wasn't sort of in the in the best space. But we, um, but you know, we did find a way out. And in the end, my partners decided they actually didn't want the business and decided to sell it to me instead. Uh, and so I, I bought, I bought them out. Um, but that was a really difficult, difficult period of time. Um, yeah. And I didn't, you know, didn't cope super well with, um, with that. Um, so I, yeah, I, I wish I'd just sort of been a bit, a lot more confident about, about who I was and my abilities to, to, to pull our family through that, uh, through that circumstance. That would have made it, would have made it a fair bit easier. Yeah, mate, it sounds tough. I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't a lot of fun. No, no yeah. it, it's usually yeah. those really tough moments in life that um, help guide us through to the the other side. And um, yeah, thanks for sharing. It's um, yeah, yeah so, I'm, I'm glad that you know you are where you are today, and <laughs> and that you've made such a successful um, business out of something that you know potentially at the time was was a very hard thing to deal with. So yeah, it was it was it was certainly challenging. Um, and I've, I've had a couple of, uh, I've had a couple of things like that in my in my life where we've, uh, you know, had a couple of businesses before before Hotwire and um, and you know a couple of times, a couple of times that you, you perhaps think I might have learnt more from my mistakes, but uh, but uh, we've uh, we've done well since then, and uh, yeah, the business is uh, is going on uh, going from strength to strength now. Yeah, fantastic. Well done, man. That's great. Nice. So, Luke, um, the industry that you and I work in is very closely related. Obviously, you know, we're in tiling and my day job is very much around that. And and the yep. history that I've had in the industry has been very much around that tiling and stone space and, and power tools and adhesives and everything. So it's a bit yep. of a mixed bag and talked yep. about that in the past episodes. Um, the last few years have been a bit of a roller coaster ride, to say the least. Um, yep. It has been, you know, some pretty rocky terrain that we've had to navigate through since sort of late 2019, early 2020. Um, do you think there's particular things in the industry um, that we can improve in? And if they are, and I'm sure there, are, there, there is a few, of course, that I know of, but from your perspective, um, where, where do you think we need to improve? Like, what, what, what's missing that we need to fix? It was interesting having not grown up as a, as a tradie, if you like, and not having uh, exposure to, to the building industry in general until I was well, nearly 30 years old. And I came into the industry having worked in a bunch of other environments and, and other places. And the thing that struck me the most about the building industry was the, and it's still the same today, I had the same thing on a job just early this week, uh, late last week, where the people on a building site just have such disregard for each other mm. and different trades. And it was something that just struck me that just nobody cared for each other's work. Nobody uh, yeah, nobody looked out for each other. You know, we had the job we had last week was an underfloor heating system installed on the floor, and the tiler was booked to come in that day, but he actually didn't. Uh, and some other trades just just walked in and walked all over the underfloor heating on the floor and 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 ripped it up. Um, I'm like, surely you just like show some some common courtesy, and uh, and I think that's and you see it with all sorts of different trades, just not not caring for each other's work, not looking out for each other on a, on a building site. And it's always, it's, it's something that right from the start is going, well, why? Like you're all part of the team trying to build the house. Like yeah. <laughs> why, why do we just not show a bit more common care for each other and, and, and look out. So, you know, we've always tried to with, with my team, with our installers, it's something I really um, like to, to focus on with them to make sure that we leave the site as well as we can for the next for the next trade and uh, always focusing on you know our relationship is particularly with electricians and tilers 
mm. uh, and to, to make sure that you know the job is well set up and it's it's perfectly placed for a tiler to come in and, and just start tiling and uh and it's yeah I, i've still i just don't understand why why i know everyone's in a hurry and everyone's got to get the, and all that kind of stuff but it just doesn't make sense to me why you can't sort of look out for each look out for each other and yeah. I guess the three sticks out for you at a very personal level with underfloor heating. As, as I said previously, the uh, tilers, um, and I'm not having a go at tilers, but it's just the tilers that this has happened with, where they've taken an underfloor heating system back to the retailer and said, oh, this won't work. Yeah. Well, all they needed to do was just educate themselves a little bit, maybe ring the tiling glue company and say, hey, does this work? Uh, and the customer could have had the experience they actually wanted, but the tiler was more focused on the fact that perhaps they just didn't want to do the job with underfloor heating. Yeah. Uh, because they added maybe a little bit of complexity, they didn't want to do it. But then the consumer ended up not getting the house they wanted. They wanted underfloor heating in this bathroom, and couldn't, because it was a little bit hard for the tiler. Yeah, they didn't get it. Like, yeah, well, you. I know you're trying to make a dollar, but you're also trying to do the best thing for your customers. So again, let's just look out for each other. Why are we? Why are we making it challenging and difficult and throwing obstacles up? Let's just look out for each other and help, and, and then get the help the consumer get the uh, get the product they actually want. It's a um, it's a very common story that one of a consumer not getting what they want. Um, yeah. And look, I understand that every job on its merits has different has a different um, everything. Everything's different, right? For every every particular customer is is different. The um, when I was working in retail in the earlier days, we used to have very similar challenges where we would have um, we would sell like a particular range of tiles for a customer, and they would take them home, and they would have them there, and then the they would call a contractor and then get a, a quote out for the work. And um, probably I would say back in those days, I would get one out of probably four or one out of five customers that would that would contact us and go, we need to return the tiles because the tiler said that they won't fit in the area that we've bought them for. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, we, and we know, we know this can work, but it's either a lack of education or a lack of maybe not wanting to do the job that, that, um, puts a real um, uh, a wedge into, you know, what the consumer is striving to achieve because you've done all the work to tell them, hey, look, these tiles are great and they'll work really well in that space. And then they get really disappointed because they can't have what they wanted. Um, and in a market today where we fast forward 20 years from when I first started, where getting a tradesperson is pretty much impossible <laughs> these days. Sure. Um So, yeah, it's a, it's a familiar story and, and hopefully um, one that, will change in the future um perhaps yeah. if we keep talking about it in these types of forums and podcasts and as a community we can you know help change that narrative yeah one of those and look i get in some circumstances it's just simply lack of knowledge so mm -hmm. uh, i actually approached um ardex as i said i worked fairly closely with, with ardex and i approached them uh actually just only a few weeks ago about because uh, they have a my most tilers i'm sure i'll be aware of the artex academy where they have different training programs for different products that they that they use mm. and we're going to be in, they're going to be including underfloor heating in that going forward so there'll be a couple of times a year where they'll offer um not so not necessarily training on how to install the underfloor heating because as i said that should be done by an electrician but yeah. training on how to how to manage a job that's got underfloor heating on it so we'll do uh, you know how to tile over it how to use a self-leveler if you want to um you know if there's a mesh involved how you're going to do that and so we're going to have that as part of the part of the training program at at Artex. Uh, cool. and that's going to be rolling out so that hopefully some of those uh, some of those tilers who might have returned to ask the consumer to return a product because they didn't know about it mm -hmm. uh, once they've attended those training sessions then um then we can help 
solve that, which is obviously great for us. We're selling more product, but as I said before, at the end of the day, the consumer actually gets gets the job they wanted mm-hmm. uh, and the finished product that they're after. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Awesome. Thanks, Luke. That's great. Um, Luke, you know, the next set of few questions, there may be a little bit of um, repeat here, but I know that we've talked a lot today, and um, yeah. but I, I, I never miss the opportunity to, to get them to, to fit as many in as I can. Sure. Um, how do you get the best out of every day? What's, what's the one thing that you do that, you know, helps you get everything accomplished? I've got a variety of different systems that I use. I'm fairly techie with, uh, with that sort of stuff. Um, yep. So um, I've just got some, some really strong uh, systems in place for, for handling every procedure in the business on a day-to-day. So um, everybody knows, and we've got a, um, basically every, every procedure in our business has uh, we have a, a platform called Google Sites, which is just kind of like an internal website. And every every procedure in the business has a screenshot video recording of how to do that embedded in that. So anything you want to do, if you need to know how to process an invoice or answer a customer service question or whatever it is, there's a video there showing you exactly how to do it in the software that we use. Um, so that just makes it really simple to make sure that everyone knows how to get things done so that I don't spend my time repeatedly showing staff how to do things, uh, what they need to do in the business. Uh, so that really helps us just not be repeating things uh, and to get get the most out of um, out of every day. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to get better at that all the time. I'm working on some, uh, if in business like mine, you get lots and lots of emails every day and I'm working on basically triaging emails in a, in a better way. So I have a lot of folders set up where things just happen automatically and go into them. Mm. And then my assistant has access to my inbox as well. And so nice. she takes care of a lot of things before they even come to my attention um, that don't need to be brought to my attention yeah. um, that, uh, that she takes care of um, as well. But for any business owners out there, systemizing your business and making sure that everything has a system uh, my my basic my basic plan is if if I've got to, if I can see myself having to do this more than one more time, then create a system so someone else can do it. Yeah, nice. And I, I like I've that. got some screen recording software. Um, the uh, the simplest one is a product called Loom, which is L O M for anyone out there. Cool. Uh, and you can just screen record what you do and actually send someone a link to it. So uh, no. if I've got a, I'll even answer customer service questions on it. So if, if I've got to answer a question for a customer and the question is longer than three paragraphs in an email, then I'll do a Loom video instead. And I can mm-hmm. answer the question to them. So just like we're doing now, say, um, g'day, Mark, here's the answer to your question about underfloor heating. You do it this way, you do it this way, you do it that way. Uh, I thought this video would be a nice, quick and easy way to do it record it with Loom, and then I send you a link, and I've, I've recorded it much quicker than it takes me to type it. Uh, and you, um, it's a great, people love that as a customer service feature as well. So, And you can do it on your phone. So um, it's like uh, recording a, you know, a video message on, on Facebook Messenger, for example, but you can record it and just send it on email to anybody. So yeah, uh, nice. great little app, and it's free for short videos. Uh, so L O M, that'll give you a lot more time in your day. Yeah, my excellent suggestion. I'll hundred uh, percent be putting that in the show notes and my own no, my own notes yeah. for me to use in the future. So well, uh, that's great. I'll, uh, I'll show you afterwards, Mark. But it's it's just my, I use it nearly yeah. every day, uh, and it's uh, it'll save you save you stacks of time. And people feel and you're offering a great level of customer service. Uh, yeah. but people also also feel like they're being offered a great level of customer service. That's great. Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks, mm. mate. All right. Um, we all deal with you know different challenges in life. Uh, one of them can be demanding customers, as we know, um, they exist. 
Sure. Mate, what's, uh, what's your tricks of the trade for um, handling uh, demanding or a difficult customer? Yeah, tough ones. Um, where I'm, I'm pretty lucky uh, in in our business in that we we don't sort of have have I haven't had too many too many horror shows, um, but I think you just got to understand where where people are are at. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, let's let's say a, an underfloor heating thermostat retails for three hundred dollars. So let's say someone's got a problem with their thermostat. They obviously don't cost me $300, but that's what they retail at. If someone's got a problem and they're unhappy with the thermostat, then oftentimes I'll just send them a, send them a new one. Uh, rather than rather than have the ongoing angst of, of that problem, um, sometimes it's easier just to give the customer, you're resolving the problem, you keep your brand reputation in place, you've got the customer happy, uh, and for, for what is not a, a huge amount of cost at the, at the end of the day. So um, mm. I'm not talking about just giving things away to keep customers happy, uh, but I think if you just take some time to try and understand where customers are coming from, like I said before, they they wanted to they wanted to build this this dream home uh, that they've they've set about building, and they're if if they're unhappy, it's probably because they didn't quite get what they wanted. So um, trying to understand exactly where they're coming from and and help reach a reach a good solution. Yeah, my my warranty situation states that all I have to do, um, and legally all I have to do is if under four heating is not working, all I have to do is refund their purchase price. Yeah. Now, if I if I send someone out to fix that, which we always do, uh, it's actually costing me twice as much as refunding their purchase price to to do that. But we will always we will always do that. I've I've never said yeah. stuff you here's your here's your money back. Um, you know, I think we just need to look after people and uh, <laughs> and, be, and be nice to them. And I think then you won't have your you won't have your problematic uh, your problematic customers. Yeah, mate. Look, it's a very generous way of looking at um, situations, particularly with customers. I mean, 100%. I completely agree with you. I mean, putting ourselves in the shoes of the consumer or client or customer and understanding their perspective is really important. Um, and it's those small gestures that can add tremendous value to your brand and to the business. And at, simultaneously, you're helping people just get what they wanted. Um, we all understand that sometimes things break and they break accidentally. Um, I don't yeah. think anybody ever in, um, purposefully goes out to destroy things. Um, so, yeah, that's um, that's an excellent way of handling. We've it. got we've got more Google reviews than any other floor heating company in the country. No, oh, so cool! I, I check every now and then, um, yeah. and we've got more than anyone else. And a lot of our Google reviews are actually how well we resolved a problem. Wow! So they're excellent. they're saying yes, we had a problem, but hot wire were great. They fixed it straight away. Yeah, and you know every. Every tiler, every company that sells a product, you're going to have you're going to have problems. There are going to be issues. That's just going to happen. And mm-hmm. how, how you resolve that reflects on you as a person. And first and foremost, but then it reflects on your on your brand and your reputation as well. And in, in my case, we're trying to grow a brand. Yeah. And that, that reflects on it. So we've got uh, 99 or 100 of some, I think there was a couple, a couple of people actually deleted their reviews, which was weird. But uh, there was 99 or 100, and only one of those is actually a, a negative. A negative review that the rest are all at least four and i think 97 of them are five stars yeah well, um, that's awesome i said a lot of those are from the way we resolved a problem they had a problem but yeah. we fixed it straight away yeah yeah excellent that's great yeah. well rather than talk about the next question that i was going to ask i want to ask this question <laughs> okay what's what does the future of hotwire look like what what 
Are there some new technical innovations coming out or have you got some new yeah. products you can give us a bit of a sneak peek in, a sneak peek sure. at? Um, so we've, actually, we've actually just taken delivery of our latest uh, thermostat, yeah. um, which the thermostat is, uh, is obviously what drives the underfloor heating. Uh, and we've just taken delivery of our latest model, which is which is great. Um, mm. So it's uh, typically what you've had to do with a thermostat is that normally that they come as a, a orientated vertically or horizontally. Yep. And you've got to order something different if that's what you want. Um, and your thermostat can be uh, programmed through the menu to be horizontal or vertical. So it won't not like your mobile phone where it would turn automatically, but you can do it through the through the menu quite easily. Mm. Uh, and tell it to be either way and that same thermostat is also wi-fi capable so you can control that from from an app uh, we've had a wi-fi thermostat for a little while uh, but it had a sort of a smaller screen this is a, a full screen thermostat uh, and as i said nice. removing that issue of of tilers uh, cutting the tiles uh, to be what the profile of the light switches and powerpoints are um, and then potentially that not matching the uh, the thermostat so um, we've overcome that issue which has been one that's been around for a uh, for a little while uh, and that's um, that's it's a it's a small little uh, little problem that happens from time to time that we've uh, we've solved it with this new thermostat, and that's going to be our standard model uh, moving forward. Is the is the model that can be you know spun horizontally or or vertically? Oh, cool. So that's pretty great. And for those that are in everywhere but Victoria, because in Victoria, as the listeners may be aware, we've got different rules here on the on creating bathroom floors. We don't have a don't have to have falls in Victoria, so there's nowhere near as much sand and spent screed done in Victoria. Um, but for the rest of the country, where uh, uh, floor heating in bathrooms is often done under the screed uh, or, or sometimes on top as well, uh, we've got a new product going un- going in the screed, which is an in screed heating mat, which makes wow. it really easy to uh, to install. Uh, it's just like kind of standing in the corner of a room and kicking it and rolling it out across the floor and. Uh, cool. It covers the whole floor really quickly and easily. So we've we've always had the under tile heating mats, but we just added the in screed mats as well, uh, and that just makes installation in those in those sorts of situations a breeze. Nice. Well, that's yeah. um that's cool. Um, launching soon, I imagine twenty twenty three. The heating mats are in stock, so they're available yep. now. The uh, thermostat we're just uh, running down the last of our existing stock, which will only take another couple of weeks, um, cool. and then the uh, the new model will be our default inclusion. Nice. Yeah, Excellent. Thanks for sharing. That's great. Now, so that's good. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely put a, a plenty of uh, information in the show notes uh, when yeah, when we launch. So um, yeah, thank you for that. If you, of course, if you have anything, just flick it to me in an email, and we'll uh, yeah we'll we'll get that included. Sure, be great. Luke, we always like to try and wrap up the episodes with some fast track questions because I really love to learn more about the guests when they come on and, mm-hmm. and so does a broader community, which is growing um, rapidly at the moment, which is great. Um, I've really started to see a spike in um, you know, listeners and downloads and subscribers. So it's, it's really good that the messaging is getting out there and um, we've got some um, amazing guests um, after you as well, um, you being an amazing guest, but more amazing guests. So <laughs> it's really excellent. Um, I'm sure. just going to fire them at you and mate, yeah, give us some, um, give us, give us some information about you and, and yeah. So um, I suppose the first one I'd like to ask occasionally of people is if you could choose anywhere in the world to live, where would that be? Where would it be? Um, well, I'm from Adelaide originally, and I've lived in Adelaide, Melbourne, and Sydney, so I do quite I do quite like Adelaide. But we're about to take a trip to uh, to Europe, 
um, for our was supposed to be our 25th wedding anniversary trip, but that was 2020, and of course that got canned. So we're going going this year. But I really love yeah. to mountain bike, uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to doing it. To hopefully taking a few a few bike rides through uh, through other places like Holland, where the where um we're riding, uh, and in Denmark we're starting our trip in in Copenhagen. So oh. I reckon I end up end up somewhere like that where there's just lots of bike riding. That's my that's my happy place. Bike riding and ice cream. Copenhagen. That's all I can think about. <laughs> Sounds good. You can eat the Excellent. ice cream because you've done all the bike riding. So. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the um, Throughout your career, have you surrounded yourself with, um, I imagine, you, I should say, I imagine you've surrounded yourself with um, very like-minded people. Um, have you, do you have a, a mentor or a, or, a, or a coach or anything that you use? And and if so, how have they helped you Um um, you know, develop your business and mindset around what you do. Yeah, so I um, I joined a program seven or eight years ago now called Business Blueprint, which is basically just business owners from all over Australia of all all walks of life. Uh, and the program is designed around just to help you to run your run your business better. Yeah, nice. And I went to one of their free information sessions, and um, and Dale Beaumont, who runs um, who runs Business Blueprint. He said something right at the start of the day. He, he said, if you knew how to take your business to the next level, you would have already done it. I went, yep, fair enough. Sign me up. Mm. So nice. I, I joined this program with all these other business owners. We have a few conferences a year where we all get together and have speakers and all sorts of different topics about, about running your business better. But as a part of that, we set up these accountability teams. And the conferences are roughly every 90 days. Um, and I have uh, three other business owners who I meet with twice a month and we have a spreadsheet that we all share with each other on what we're working on on those 90 days. And if we haven't made enough progress on it by the next meeting, I know they're going to say to me, well, what are you doing? Mm. You said you're going to do this. You've put it on the spreadsheet. <laughs> why, haven't, why haven't you done it? And then in any related industries to me, one's uh, one's uh, industry, he does uh, barcoding for products and other builds furniture and others in fire safety. Uh, so they're not related at all, but um, we're all uh, business owners striving to be the best that we can. Mm. Uh, and so we have this accountability structure uh, in place. So I'd certainly encourage people to do to do something like that. And there are plenty of, of business groups around you can join that would offer that that sort of thing. But yeah, none of my friends own businesses. And for any business owners out there, whether you're a one-person tiling business through to a, you know, a, a, a bigger, a much bigger company. Uh, with it's a different mindset, and there are a lot of challenges in in running your own business. And I think it's really important to have that mm. that network of people to to help you out. So yeah, this program has been been essential for for me and uh, and these guys. Um, these guys are uh, are really my my support network. And if I've ever got a problem, I know I can reach out to them, uh, and they'll uh, they'll help me out. Excellent, mate. Well done. Well done. That's great. Um, what does the next five years look like for uh, for Luke Chant? What's uh, what's going on? Yeah, it's actually really exciting. The business has got to the point now where I'm I'm not needed on a a day to day basis. So what I mean is that nothing nothing on on my table has to happen sort of for every uh, for day to day of, of the business. And for most times, as long as I've had the business, has been parts of it that I, I I'm doing. Uh, but now I can really focus in on on growing the business. It's grown to the point that I've got enough staff to do all the day to day things. Um, and uh, refocus on on growing the business. So we're really looking forward to to some uh, some new big things. We've just um, got a couple of some of the volume builders that have started to uh, to use us. So I'm really excited to see how that's going to going to roll out. Uh, so yeah, some some bigger and better things, and and lots of travel with my with my wife. We started the business when we were quite young, 
Um, mm. As I said, we we sort of got in at at thirty, and previous to that, we tried a couple other businesses. So we we uh, we didn't have that um, sort of period before you have kids, where a lot of couples do when they can travel and and do things. And yeah. so we're really looking forward to doing that now. We've got I said a month in Europe, we're leaving in only a few weeks, and and got a month through uh, through Europe. So we're really looking forward to uh, to spending a bit more time traveling. All our kids are adults now and grown yeah, up, so nice. we just wave goodbye and leave them and sail off into the sunset so yeah. i'm very jealous mate i wanted a trip earlier this year but um four weeks in europe sounds delightful um yes we're really looking forward to it it's been long put off we were talking about it for a decade or so and then it got put off for a few more years by covid so we've been yeah. uh, <laughs> it's our 25th wedding anniversary trip that is now our 28 and a half year wedding anniversary trip oh so. good on you man congratulations <laughs> that's uh that's a and that's that's awesome to hear you know that yeah 28 and a half years that's like i know the delay on the trip's terrible but um we did get part- married quite young it's worthwhile pointing out we were 20 and 19 when we got married so yeah. i was married nearly 30 <laughs> years i'm uh, i'm not yet i'm not yet 50 so uh we got married really young yeah awesome man thanks thanks for sharing that's great uh luke look mate you've been amazing today uh you and i have have crossed paths in the past a number of times but you yeah. know never this uh, in intense before in terms sure. of you know having a chat with each other and and really just mate I really appreciate you sharing um, your story and 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 the other information today it's great and I'm sure the the broader community will love uh, hearing this episode so again yeah, thank right. you for for um, being involved I would like to just ask uh, before we wrap things up today if yeah. if the audience wants to reach out to you and or Hotwire mate what's the best way for them to do that. Best way to reach me directly is probably on LinkedIn. If you're if you're on LinkedIn, uh, I'm not sure there are many other Luke chants on there, so I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, um, but otherwise, just through to our through our uh, our office our website's pretty easy to find. Hotwireheating.com.au. Beautiful. Uh, and uh, yeah, to check out a few different articles I've written that are on the LinkedIn profile as well as as we were talking about earlier, Mark. I I wrote an article called 10 Steps to Business Success by a Moderately Successful Business Owner, um, which is on. On my LinkedIn profile, you can uh, you can check that out. There's another one I wrote called uh, I call it five five things I learned from being attacked by a kangaroo. So you can read that. <laughs> nice, <laughs> I mate. They're both titles of articles that I would absolutely read. You know, so you've mastered the art of writing the perfect <laughs> headline. Because <laughs> I follow yeah, a guy right. on LinkedIn called Tim Denning, and he. Uh, does a lot about. Uh, he lives in Melbourne, and, and he talks a lot about um, writing really catchy um, headlines on yeah. your articles, and of course, the articles would 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 normally back it up, back it up anyway. But it's actually yeah. getting people to just press that first click and then yeah. read the article. So great, good. Yeah, well, the kangaroo was fun. I got attacked by a kangaroo out mountain biking, and I I thought about it afterwards and uh, and wrote a wrote an article with some with some business tips I learned from the uh, from the very angry kangaroo. Yeah. Fantastic, mate. Well, we'll get all that information into the show notes after today. Again, thank you for being on the program and making the time to chat with me and chat with the audience. And we can't wait to um, we can't wait to to launch this and get it out there to the big bad world. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Luke. Until next time, mate. Stay connected. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tiling Connect. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast. To see more of Tiling Connect. Jump on our socials and follow us via LinkedIn, Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like to be part of the show, email us at tilingconnect at gmail.com. Until next time, stay connected.